Kaya Reads, Beowulf, Part 5 At times the riders, ready for contest, let their war steeds leap to the race, where broad meadowlands, bright grass tables, widened the trail. At times the minstrel, heavy with memory, mindful of the past. Ancient war sagas, old monster tales, wove his verse songs. One word found another, skillfully bound. He sang at first of Beowulf's valor, victory in Heorot, death of a monster and his dark water home, a champion's tale. He told what he knew, stories he had heard, of Sigamund the Dane, marvelous moments of mighty sword feats, Walsing's adventures wide traveling, secret wanderings seldom disclosed, except to Fitila, faithful companion, when he fell to telling tales of his youth to his only shield friend, always by his side. Uncle and nephew in narrow adventures, seeking forest fiends, strange wood giants, ending them with swords. After his death day, Sigmund's renown was sung in battle songs. Tales of dragon breath, days of sword slaughter, glorious rewards. Under grey barrowstone he gambled his life, gathered his courage, fought against his fate, nor was Fitula with him. It chanced that his sword-point struck through the flesh, pierced that serpent, stuck in the barrow-wall. That marvellous dragon died of murder. Sigamund survived, unsinged by that breath, earned a treasure-mound for his own delight, alone from destiny. He loaded a boat, bore to its bosom the bright slaughter-prize. That serpent's gold-nest, the steaming dragon, monstrously hot, melted to the ground. The wandering Walsing was widely renowned, most hailed of heroes after Heramod fell, stumbled to his death, restored to Sigamund the greater glory name. Good King Heramod stooped to evil days, stunned his kingdom, joined fiend creatures, fared to hell with them after his death fall. Danes mourned for that, bowed to anguish, baleful life sorrow. They ached with yearning for those early throne years, bountiful memories. Many a wise man had looked to that lord for long peace days, feasts and friendship, as his father's king love had brought to the Danes. Deep treachery darkened their gift hall as that dangerous man bent down to evil. Beowulf prevailed. Higelok's war thane, held to his promise, brought to all of them bright victory. They raced their mounts, measured the pathway on the track to Heorot. The hastening of day shoved up the sky. Soon came fugitives from safe night lodgings to see that arm trophy high upon the hall. Their hopeful king, keeper of the hoard, came from the bride bower, marched with his house guard to Heorot's doorway, and his queen with him, waiting for hope news, measured the hall yard, maidens at her side. Hrothgar spoke then, stood by the doorstep, stared above him at the steep roof gable, garnished with gold and Grendel's hand. May thanks to the wielder for this wondrous sight be long in our hearts. Loathsome misery Grendel has brought me. God brings to us wonder after wonder, wielder of glory. Until this day I dared not imagine... 
relief from sorrow, shame, and treachery, sinful murdering when stained with gore, this best of mead halls, mournfully stood empty and idle, agony and grief gripped our heart thoughts, with no hope for mercy, a hand to defend us from that foul hell monster, sorcery and death. Through the Deemer's will, a visiting Geot has vanquished forever this murdering demon, that no Dane's courage could banish or harm. That heart-strong woman, mother of this man, marked by the wielder to bear such a son, may say to the world that the old measurer honored her womb-seed, blessed her in childbirth. I choose you now, beloved Beowulf, best among warriors as the son of my hopes. Hold this kinship near to your heart. You will never be poor in goods of this world while I wield this gold hoard. I have often allowed two lesser warriors, weaker in battle strength, bounteous rewards for smaller victories. You've assured it now through your great courage that glory will be yours forever and always. May the Almighty King reward you for this with wisdom and strength. Beowulf answered, Ejtheo's son, With war-willing hearts we waited for terror, gambled our lives, gave up to murder a thane of Hyalok. I hoped as I struggled that you for yourself might see that monster in all his strangeness stripped of his life. I hoped to bind him hard in my grasp, clamp his fiend corpse to a cold slaughter bed, hold in my hand grip his hateful life core, bring you his death. But his body betrayed me. I could not hold him here by the gift throne, hard as I tried, when the high measurer planned differently. He pulled too strongly, fled with his life. But he left his hand to mark our struggle, his mighty fiend claws and death-wrenched arm. No ease from revenge did he buy with that bargain, no booty from hell. Not long will he live, loveless murderer, laboring in sin. For sorrow has him, clamped in a life-grip, lashed to his crimes in baleful death-bonds. He will bide in misery, stained with hall-blood, stand for judgment, bound to the will of the bright measurer. Then Edgelof's son, Unferth the heckler, stood silent there, stunned by that trophy, hushed with horror, humbled orator. They stared at that hand by the high roof-gable, terror-warped fingers, the tips of the nails were hard as smith steel, sharp death talons, heathen's hand spurs, a hellish warrior's sword tips of evil. They all agreed there that the best of blades, battle swords of old, could not hew that arm from its huge shoulder, hack from its body that hellfiend's claw hand. Soon it was time to restore the mead hall, shape it for feasting. They flocked then to Heorot. Warriors and women worked through the day, washed the gore tracks. Golden tapestries were hung on the walls, Wondrous designs, elvishly woven for the eyes of men. In that bright mead hall, benches were shattered, beams unanchored, iron-hard hinges wrenched and twisted, the roof only kept to its shape when that shambling killer fled to the moors, 
marked with a death wound, lifeblood draining. Nor is death avoided, not easily tricked, try it as we may, but each soul-bearer must seek in the end, by fate impelled, a final slumber-bed. Each earth-dweller earns a resting place, where his body will lie, bowered from skylight, sleeping after banquet. Soon it was ready. To the hall he went, Halfdana's son, ready for feasting, firelight, and peace. Never have I heard of happier warriors, more highly behaved with their horde guardian. They bent to the benches by bright fire flicker, lifted their cups. Comrades together, Hrothgar and Hrothulf hoisted their mead drink. Uncle and nephew, honored by them all, no guile in their hearts. Heorot was filled then with family and friends. No feuding in the air darkened the Danes, no deep treachery. To Beowulf then, bountiful Hrothgar gave a golden banner, beacon of victory, with bright battle dress, breastcoat and helmet. To the Geat came next a great treasure sword borne to his hands. To Beowulf at last an ale cup was served. No shameful gifts were laid before him for his friends to see. I have not yet heard of a handsomer reward, four such treasures trimmed well with gold, brought with such grace to a guest in Heorot. On the helmet's crown a hammer-hard ridge, wound with steel wire, stood against blade bites, a fire-tempered tube to toughen the headguard. No file-sharp edges would eat through that crown when shielded swordmen stepped into battle. Then the king of the Danes called for attention. Eight fine horses entered the mead hall with gold-laced bridles. On the best was mounted a silver saddle, studded with garnets, the gleaming battle-seat of gladman Hrothgar, when that son of Halfdana sallied to war-play, rode before his men to the rush of sword-swings. He was always in front when they fell around him. To Beowulf, then, the battle-dane's leader offered all of it, urged him to take weapons and horses, hold and use them. With royal manners that mighty Dane-lord, guardian of that horde, gave from his treasure horses and weapons worthy of his kingdom. No courteous man could quarrel with those gifts. Each of the Geats, every man of them who crossed with Beowulf the curling sea-road, was worthied with gifts by the wise old king, honored with heirlooms. Then he offered Wergild, gold for that wretch ravaged by Grendel, viciously murdered. As more would have been, had not God in his wisdom and one man's courage withstood weird there. The wielder controlled all of mankind, as he always does. Forethought is best, future in the mind, plans for everything. All who are given lone days in this world, life before darkness, will suffer and enjoy sorrow and happiness. Mm -hmm.